guidelines. They're like distant, distant guidelines. Well, let's well, let's get it going because I don't want to waste anyone's time. Time is we, precious. We know mine is valuable. Monty's is even more valuable. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Thank you. All right, all right. We got Jack Kenzel back in studio, reviving the podcast. Joined with Monty Macindo and myself, Andrew Drummond, to chat about Jack's morning run. Yes. Yeah. Well, we just saw the UPS driver, and he's like, "Hey, it's a great day for a run." Would Jack reply? What did I say? You said nothing about you know, oh, been for a run. No, we offered him mealworms. <laughs> standing there, when we offered him a mealworm. It's typical. Yeah, offered him mealworms. Didn't tell him about his morning run. Um. Yeah, this this podcast is going to be centered around Jack's second place and first place uh, Prezi Traverse. So today being your first place, and now you hold the fastest two times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess technically. Yeah. Um. So first off, congratulations. Oh, hey, thank you, thank you. It was an excellent, excellent run. Um, you've had a great year. We'll go into that a little bit, but I think uh, just hop right into it. What um what went down this morning? Uh, yeah. So I, uh, was out, was out West and I figured I'd come out here and, uh, rip the, rip the Prezi again. And, uh, there were some, some nice conditions today and, uh, took off what I take. I think it took six minutes and 50 seconds off my time. So in 2021, I think I did a three thirty eight forty something. And then now I did a three thirty one fifty something, I think is, is kind of the way it splits. Uh, so yeah, that's it. The only, the only, the only kind of big change from last time, other than the conditions being slightly better, uh, was I went out via from Dolly Cop up Danny Webster Scout Trail instead of fr- up from Appalachia, and uh, I mean, there's all this like all this like weird. I mean, it's funny because like the Prezi, it's like you always want these like FKTs to be like permanent and like logical, but like the Prezi, for example, like is like a premier FKT on the website and. Uh, I guess Andrew was telling me it was originally out of Appalachia and then it became out of Dolly Cop and then it went back to Appalachia. And so now I just did it out of Dolly Cop. I mean, you, you think like the. But you just did the. You did a, a recce of the Madison yeah. segment, but on Valley. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So had you run Dolly Cop before? I ran ran Dolly Cop once, and it was it was super super hot that day. It's like funny, like I think it's just trails in the whites. But like every time I would do a trail up there, I'm like, no, nah, that can't be the fastest way. The other Valley Way's got to be quicker. And then you go do Valley Way, and you're like, oh no, that's horrible. Daniel Webster Scout is definitely faster. Um, so I had no intention to do Daniel Webster um, until I did like a little like on pace time trial of Valley Way and I tried to do it on my Prezi split and I have this like there's like a live segment feature on Garmin watches and I got confused that was the 41 second thing the 41 yeah I'm trying to remember how much it was like 90 it was like a so what happened was is I I I've, I've used this this feature many times because you can like live compete against an old like against basically you only can compete against like the top the fastest time on it on a segment and um, I'd used it a number of times and the way I've always used it was like I'll start I'll start really slow I'll warm up on a segment and then I'll be like let's say 15 minutes back and then I'll just like play with the de- the delta there so like I'll do intervals or I'll go slightly above pace or slightly below pace but like you can just see the time changing you start at 15 and then you're at 1450 you're like okay I've gone a little faster and then you're at 1510 or something 
This was the first time I'd done it from the trailhead. And so I never looked at whether it was plus or minus when you were ahead. So I just like started running up Valley Way and I just like, you know, I was like literally dead on the splits. It was like crazy. Like I wasn't even trying to do it. And I was like, it was like dead on the splits. And all of a sudden I looked down and I was like 10 seconds plus. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm a little bit behind. Let me, let me push it a little bit and just kind of like catch back up. Cause I kind of like just like to feel it out. And all of a sudden I looked down again and I'm like 15 seconds plus. And I was like, oh my God, like. So you in your mind, the plus is I need to make up this time. I need to make up this not, time. Not I'm ahead of this time. Not I'm ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was the part, that was the part that was so hard because I like, I like sprayed about this on Instagram after and people are like, oh, like 90 seconds. Like, because in the end, once I got 90 seconds plus, which I thought was behind, I just stopped. But it wasn't like the 90 seconds difference. It was the fact that like, I kept trying to go faster and faster and faster. And the difference was increasing. Right. I thought it was. And who's. Whose time were you going against at that point? Mine, my oh, Prezi okay. time, my Prezi time, yeah. Yeah, it was very, it was like, because like, it's so hard, like for me, because like I do all my workouts like on the treadmill and Stairmaster, hoping to have like something to compare, but like every tra- treadmill and Stairmaster is almost kind of a little different. So it's like so hard to compare times. And so like, it's rare that I get a really good opportunity to like race against one of my old splits. And so like, that was it. And I was like, I like had an existential crisis. I called, I called Andrew and he's like on the plane. And he just like had finished uh, Monta Rosa. We were, Monty and I were on the plane and just trying to be very chill. We were taking off and, and I got this crazy man on the line yelling in my ear about erosion and splits. And, oh, and it's the trail's a foot, two feet deeper than it's ever been. And But I get that. That feature is super cool, but you're right. Is this time in the bank or time you're behind? Yeah. It yeah. can be confusing on the on the fly when you haven't used that feature, but it's, it's pretty cool. It, it, it is tricky though when you start going up something very steep. There is that drift in mm. the accuracy of switchbacks will mess it right. up too, yeah. But you're 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 super analytical with all the stuff you do and the splits and the timing. So what what did you think was going to be quicker, Valley or Dolly? Uh, well, you know, so I only went up Dolly Cop once, and I noticed like just you know by happenstance every time I've gone up from Appalachia to the summit of Madison up Valley Way, I've split it in about like one twenty to like one twenty three or so, and um. When I did, when I did the one time I've done Danny Webster Scout, it was like, uh, I, I think my moving time was like 120, but I like, I like stopped a couple times and it was so hot and I felt like I was pushing kind of hard. So that was like my only comparison. It like, it just on an easy effort, it felt slower, but at the same time, like I, I almost feel like it's, it's, it's so hard to tell. Cause like Valley way, it's really hard to compare because it's really hard to tell like how flat or how steep it is because like you'll just be able to see 10 feet ahead and you'll be like running for flat and you can't really get a really good look at like how long it's flat for. So like, I mean, I, I, I hate Valley way and maybe it's just cause I've done Valley way so many times at this point, but I do, I do kind of like, I just, I don't know. And I, you know, as Monty and I were talking, like how much of my time today, like I'm always in my own head, how much of my time today is like, okay, I went 650 seconds faster. How much of that comes down to the fact it wasn't raining. Um, I went up Daniel Webster Scout, which is potentially faster. And I had a, you know, kind of had a tailwind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 cool, yeah. cool weather. Cool weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that, you know, totally, totally made a difference. Um, Do you think your fitness in this time compared to last time with the record is you're coming in fitter? Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I think my personal hunch is those all those factors made a slight difference. I do think last time I tried harder and, um, the, you know, not like a flex or anything, but like last time was, it was just, it was such a horrible, the whole Prezi last time was such a horrible experience because I was like, I came up and I scouted it for eight days 
every single day I scouted, it was raining. And then I came back up here and I drove up from Virginia. It was like a 12 hour drive. I drove up Thursday night, kind of thinking about doing it Friday. And then as I was driving up, like the weather turned on Friday. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, maybe I'll do it Saturday, even though I don't want to deal with the crowds. And then the weather turned for on Friday, the weather turned for Saturday and the same for Sunday. And I think the same for Monday. I think I ended up racing on Tuesday and all those days, like, I didn't know anybody up here and I was kind of an idiot like living in the car then and like I didn't really know you have to get out of the car so I just sat in the car for like four or five days in my camper and uh, I mean I was just I think I just like was so and as I was racing it you know Jordan and I like I didn't have like that segment feature so I was just going off the summit splits in every single summit it was like dead on his pace dead on his pace so I was just like running terrified like and I just remember being like the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life which you know, I'd like maybe to have pushed that hard today, but like I, I probably, I, you know, I, if, I, like I had a lot of fun today, so uh, I probably didn't, but who knows. So you feel wiser. This I time. feel wiser, older, wiser. I mean, yeah, like today, um, I don't know to what extent, again, it could have just been, you know, Daniel Webster. So I hit the summit of Madison at the exact same time, um, which is what I was shooting for because last time I felt I went out too hot. Um, so like maybe Daniel Webster was just faster and I was easier able to hit that time. Or maybe I just, you know, was just in more fit now, but I just noticed that like, I would look forward to the climbs today because like on the climbs, I would always make up a huge amount of time. And then descents in the Northern Prezies, I was able to take off a little bit. And in the Southern Prezies, like it was kind of crazy. Like, um, I mean, maybe it's erosion, but I kind of doubt it. Like in the Southern Prezies, like I did it in the rain and this time I'm doing it in the dry and I mean, it was still kind of wet down there, but like the steeper stuff, I was able to, I think do a little bit faster, but anything that was like lower angle and kind of runnable, like it was insane. Like I was like, okay, like I can't, I, I can't go any faster. Like even if I want to do like a 10 second as hard as I could, I don't think I go faster than this just cause you're winding through the trees near Pierce and everything. And like, still I'd be looking down at my watch and it was like bleeding time. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have your watch set on a, a segment for the, the yeah, yeah. for the whole Prezi? So I made a new segment. So, so it was, it was really complicated pacing this, um, because all I have, I have Ben, I was kind of pacing it off of Ben nephews, like 2018 FKT, which was out of Dolly cop. Um, and so there is a segment from the, from Dolly cop to the summit of Madison, but it starts two and a half minutes into Ben nephews effort. So I knew when I got to this, some, I, I knew it's just like trying to think through it. I knew like. When, if I wanted to get to the top in 57.30, which is what I did it in last time, which I wanted to do, then I knew the segment would have to read basically 55 or like, you know, 55, 15, because I'd probably do the first 2.30 faster. And um, and so I kind of thought, okay, Ben had done it in like 105.49. So let's just say the only time I take off is after that initial two minutes and 30 seconds. So I need to, for every six minutes, basically of Ben's effort, I need to take off a, a minute. So over the course of an hour, I take off 10 minutes. Um, and, and honestly, it, I mean, it worked, worked beautifully. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hit, I hit the summit at like 5740 or something. It was like, or 35, it was like right on it. Um, you have a la one lap on your Strava segment and that was to the top of Adams. So I mean, oh, top, top, of, top Madison. of Madison. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, and I think you split that in exactly 57 yeah, I I actually hit it a little bit late because I was like, oh, I'll 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 lap it up here. So then I created a second segment. I created a segment, 
I mean, I, I thought about creating a segment from like just below the summit of Madison, just so the two segments like didn't get messed up. I didn't know how it would work changing over one to the other. But I was like, that's kind of useless for everybody else. So I created a new segment that goes from the Madison hut to the finish. And I was like, at least this is useful. If people go different ways, they can at least kind of compare. Everybody has to go by the Madison hut. So I went off of that. And that's that and that gets back to how you were able to tell losing speed, losing time descending versus yes gaining time ascending well what's what's funny is is i i forgot about which direction it was whether it was positive or negative coming out of madison hut and i was running up the hill and i was like damn i was like okay i'm behind a little bit because it was positive and uh and so i started to push harder and like the delta increased and i was like okay like then i remembered okay i'm getting this backwards again right <laughs> yeah 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 so do you like when you were waking up as a kid would you set your clock to the wrong time so that when, when the alarm went off you'd have to do the math in your head to jog yourself awake right yeah 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 no i don't know I, yeah i guess i just can't yeah it's just like my the math just goes out the window yeah so you yeah, said good... today you're feeling good you got to the top of madison in the split you wanted and things were just clicking like yeah yeah i felt it felt, it felt i just i remember yeah so so the only thing that was concerning was, um, so there was talk, talk. There was some forecasting of rain last night, um, just on one model, just in the, like the NOAA model, whatever, GFS, whatever that is. And so there was some kind of like talk of rain, and then that came out of the forecast, and I couldn't find that in any model. So I was like, okay, it'll be dry up there because it dries so quickly up there, even though it's rained a ton in the last couple of days. Um, and then right as I popped out a tree line uh, onto Madison, like it, the rocks were greasy, like I was slipping off of them. And I was like, uh, I was kind of concerned. I mean, at least like in the back of my head, I knew last time I did it in the rain. So like worst case scenario, I should have the same conditions. Um, but as I was coming down Madison, like I was taking it kind of easy. And um, at one point there's like some nice slabs coming down Madison. I like stepped on those and I like boot skied like 25 vertical feet. Like it was like kind of horrifying. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I was like a little bit concerned. And then, yeah, once I started running up Adams and I started like eating into the time, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to get a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. Enough time to take some video, make some phone calls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wanted, like, I didn't want, I knew, I knew like people, like anytime like I watch like someone do something on Instagram, like the tracking, it's always so annoying because you have like no idea what the hell you're looking at. Like you're just looking at dots in the map. You don't really, and I knew like even the people who knew the map like didn't know what time I started because I said like 18 different times and I started way later than anything I ever said. So I was like, okay, at least I'm going to give somebody a reference point. So I was like on clay and I like already had brought my phone because I couldn't get my watch to stream music. And so I just like called Andrew. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much of that came through. Like, I was imagine I was like pretty out of breath when I called you, but that makes sense. So you were videoing your feet for a reason, just to show off how technical it was yes. in that one section. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I filmed only a couple rocky sections. Yeah. yeah. And when you woke up this morning, you thought your your chances were good, better than good. Yeah. So so when I when I came out here uh, from the west, I wanted to do something that I'd already done before because I didn't want pressure to like really perform well. I wanted to be able to just bail if I wasn't doing so well. So, um, it was either obviously, so it would either be a great range, which I guess I, I don't, I don't have the great range anymore, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with my great range effort. Ryan Atkins has it now. Um, it was a great range, hut traverse or Prezi. And so the hut traverse is what I thought about first, because like I made a wrong turn on the hut traverse, but then I, I've kind of been doing more short distance stuff this year. So, um, I wasn't really sure about the Prezi, but I did a time trial of the Prezi Ridgeline from, uh, Madison hut, Madison, Madison hut, Washington, 
Um, and I felt like my effort was like roughly commiserate with a Caprezi effort. And I like chopped like eight minutes off my time for that split. So like from Madison hut to the summit of Washington, when I raced it in 2021, I did like 126, And this time I did like, this was like two weeks ago. I did like 118. And so like, based on that, like I was under, always under the assumption, like I did the downhills and the Prezi, like as fast as a human being could do them. And like this, like definitely taught me like, Oh no, they can go, they can go much faster. Um, and then the uphills, you know, I, I knew I left some time on the up, but yeah. So that was what kind of, I, I told myself going into it, like, uh, if I did like 335, I'd be satisfied. Um, I mean, now kind of thinking about it, like, yeah, I mean, if I'd done 335, I probably would have like logiced my way into being not satisfied with it, you right. know, like we were talking about before. Yeah. So, but you, so you took basically between two and 3% off your FKT from last time. I, yeah, that sounds... And how right. much do you think you left out there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't... So, so so I mean, there's a couple things like... So I have split... So last time, assuming I, I ran the same pace this time and last time to the Summit of Madison. Last time I ran from this trailhead at Appalachia to the Madison Hut in 49. And I had done a single leg just time trial of that in 45. So technically, I probably could do that initial climb, you know, five minutes faster. Of course, I'd be dead on the summit of Madison, but hypothetically, someone could do that. And then other than that, like, yeah, I, I, this time I was like two minutes slower than my like little time trial from Madison Hut to Washington. So that's some time that I'm, I am capable of doing. Um, I, you know, honestly, though, in the Southern Prezies, I don't really know, even if I time trialed the summit of Washington to 302, I don't really know what time. I could take off. And I don't know if that's because that, I don't think it's because that final descent is eroded because like you just run on the rocks anyways. Um, and then, uh, other than that, like, uh, a lot of that, as you're kind of coming down through the Southern Prezi, it's like so narrow and windy. Like, I think there is kind of a speed limit there. Uh, last time I, I was able to do some of those sections slightly quicker. Um, so, I mean, really, I think there's only it's certainly you could do the uphills a little bit faster, but I felt strong on the right, uphills. Right, but the, but the perf, your perfect combination of everything, right, with giving a, a yeah. stable level of fitness, is it, can you pick up a percent using No, I, I think honestly. Can you pick up a percent if it was a little colder, if it was a little warmer, if you. No, I think, I think what I did today is in my current fitness, I couldn't do any better than that. Yeah, I think that was pretty, pretty close to perfect. The only thing is uh, maybe I could have chopped uh, a minute between like the Madison descent and Adam's descent. Just because if the rocks were dry, yeah. but potentially, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah. you think you think your overall fitness was just sharper in general, just like up a up a few percentage points than last yeah, time you were I here. Yeah, I think so. And I think I think also like the difference was like this time like coming up Pierce, I felt like if I didn't have that downhill to do, like I could have done some more uphills. By the time I ran down to three hundred two, like I was destroyed. But like my uphill legs felt good up on the ridge line, which I don't do not think was the case last time. Was there one section where you felt like you gained the most time? It, it must have been. It must have been somewhere in the northern Prezies. I bet it was like, I bet it was like um, after the Adam Summit. Once you rejoin the trail after the initial kind of like steep technical part, I bet it was like there to the summit of Washington. We'll have to get on the computer when you can compare efforts. And you yeah, see yeah. The baseline. Monty and I were just talking about how to do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. They make they make a feature for that. I was going to compare Jack's to mine. I know he was like trying to oh, yeah. glom off my glory earlier in the month, but you know how. Yeah. Yeah. We got to throw it in there. See what the data's like. Uh, to sidetrack a little bit, you could have done the PEMI, which you've only done one time. 
Yeah, I've only, I've only done one Pemi ever. Yeah, I haven't scouted it. What's up with that? Well, I mean, I just I didn't want to, I didn't want the pressure of like having to race something new and like Jordan. I mean, so when I did the Pemi, I, I onsighted it and I, I had never run up here before, but I came out of, I was over in Bosnia that summer and I did like a lot of technical running. That's like, it's like similar and less technical than here, but it is, is, it is less technical here, but it, I think it is quite similar. Like I think my fitness going into the Pemi back then was quite, quite good. Um, even though I hadn't run in the whites, but still I missed Jordan's time by like a considerable margin. Um, Jordan seems to think that like the Pemi can go like sub five or, or something, which I think is insane, but um, I think, you know, Jordan's time is quite, quite quick there. And I just like, didn't really want after the grand, I think like my feelings were too hurt to like, go get you, hurt when, again. But you're saying pressure. Where's that pressure from? Oh, it's in my it's own just head. You, that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to bag another FKT. <laughs> so, I just but like, you, but you, and this is it. You stole it from yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just like, I wanted to be able to have a project cause I was so burnt out after Rainier and Denali. I wanted to have a project like initially after Rainier and Denali, I said like, Oh, I'm not going to do anything technical because like, I'm just, I don't want anything else scary. And then like after the grand Teton, I'm like, okay, you know what? If I race anything else this year, I want it to be something where like, I guess, yes, in the Pemi, I could go do the Pemi and I could just give up, you know, an hour in if I'm behind. Um, but like with the Prezi, I felt like I wouldn't be, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're totally right. I mean, I knew I had to redo the Prezi and the Hut Traverse eventually. Um, because you think you left time. I left time because I did the Prezi in the rain and it was really smoky. And the Hut Traverse, I made that, you know, bad wrong turn. Um, I, you know, again, yeah, my original plan, I thought the Hut Traverse, I left a lot of time and I thought the Prezi was quite small, but. Um, so this is just about you doing the best job possible that Jack can do. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, like, if somebody else can do it like this, I think I can do it like that, but a little better with a little bit more X, Y, Z. A little bit more panache and style, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if Jordan's doing it, you know? A little more sass and attitude, maybe. <laughs> it makes sense. It, it's just you've got the FKTs already for everything but... Everything yeah, but the Pemi. I just I mean, don't really... Like, the Pemi's the lowest angle of, like, the three. You know, the, the four. Prezi, Prezi, Pemi, Hutchverse, and the, the you 100. You also got the 100. yeah. I don't know. I maybe, maybe, yeah, probably someday. I'll probably, I'll probably so, do it. Yeah. So this is just from a, from a, uh, a mortal point of view, uh, what'd you take with you? Like, um, you yeah, yeah. So, right. uh, yeah, go, go over the gear check, everything. Yeah. So, 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 seven, um, seven essentials. Yeah. 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 All the essentials, um, left shoe, right shoe, left sock, right sock. <laughs> no, I had a, uh, Solomon sense pro five vest. I had Drummond's uh, little inreach uh, messenger. Messenger, thing. shout out messenger, pinged, pinged on the dot. Yeah. Every. It seemed to have worked better than the. Yeah. Every ten minutes. The inreach. Mini. Ten minutes. Yeah. Um. What else did I take? Shoes. Uh, speed goat. Version. Five. Um, the same the same pair that I used in a hundred. The same pair that Squall had in its mouth. Nice. His mouth. Hydration. Um, so I started with, so, so what was interesting. Okay. So I started with, uh, three empty soft flasks. Um, oh, well actually one of them had water and Morton in it. The other two had no water in it, water in them. They just had Morton, um, dry Morton. And so like the idea is I know I can get away with just starting with a half a liter and I know coming out of Madison hut, I'm going to want a liter and a half to get me to lakes. 
Um, you can fill up on top of Washington. It's just slow. Uh, so the idea is you start with just the half liter of Morton. You drink that. You get to the hut. You fill up the liter and a half. You throw one of the Mortons in the back of the vest, and that way you have a Morton and a water up front. And you can kind of go off both of them. This time was honestly, I, I could have gotten away. I filled up. It was pretty funny. I could have gotten away with that loadout I got from Madison all the way to the finish. I stopped at Lakes and I filled up the one of the bottles. And then I started running up uh, Monroe. And it was like, it was like bouncing around and too annoying. I just dumped it all out as I was going up Monroe. So I just, I had like, I had like probably 250 milliliters left of just like Morton and mixed with water. And I just, that I just rode that to the finish. And that was, so yeah, I, 10 seconds there stopping at, uh, stopping at lakes. Um, and then I just had four Morton. I had, uh, just gels, a uh, hundred, the hundred calorie ones. So I had, um, two caffeinated, two uncaffeinated. And then for the Morton powder, I had, um, uh, two of them were uncaf. One was caffeinated. I ate everything, but one of the uncaffeinated gels. And it was funny. I was coming down Peterson. I dropped it and, um, you know, I would always pick this up, but it was in front of like a massive group of people. So I was like 15 feet down the trail. I heard it fall and I got to like, I had to run all the way back uphill and get it. But you know, um, I knew I'd be burned at the stake, littering my Morton all over the environment. You, you did go back up and get it in front of them. Yeah. 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 Trail booty. That could have been some good expensive trail. Yeah. Booty. Yeah. 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 Those so kids some squirrel all, kids really would have yeah, <laughs> jacked up on the calf. Are you, <laughs> you glasses runner? No glasses runner. No glasses. Hat? No protection. Wendy's visor. <laughs> yeah, the Wendy's visor. Wendy's visor. Um, oh, yeah, well, I, I just, one thing I, I, I wish I said on, uh, I, I never really talk about is I, I, I had Morton bicarb. Um, I didn't want to wake up early enough to eat it because you have to, I, I, I honestly don't even know if it fucking does anything, but you're supposed to wake up. It's like, you know, the bicarb. Okay, okay. You wake up, you know, it's two hours before you effort. I'm oh, so sorry for the listeners. No, no, Jack, I don't know about the bicarbonate. Okay, okay. Tell them, please tell me about it. Um, it's just like some, Morton is just determined to come up with other things to like generate revenue. And so they've invented a product that doesn't do anything. Um, <laughs> which you've now purchased. Yeah, which I have purchased multiple times. <laughs> um, and basically it's just baking soda coated with like their sodium it's like basically it's chunks of baking soda that you mix in with like a Morton gel, I think is what right. it is. And then you uh, eat it and your bank account gets smaller. Right. And so, uh, so, But you know, Jack, placebos do not work unless you think they do. Yes, that's so the problem. So if you think it I've works, convinced myself it's going to rock work. and fuel you. Yeah. No, I've ruined, I've ruined Morton for myself. But um, I've had it before all the other efforts this year. And, and the problem with it is if you do an effort first thing in the morning, you, two hours before you race you're supposed to consume a small meal 30 minutes after that you consume the bicarb and then 90 minutes later you race and so i did not want to wake up two hours before this thing of course i did wake up no i didn't i woke up at so i woke up started at 6 38 woke up at 5 15 i ate two bananas and i had a morton uh 320 caffeinated then i also ate a pack of expired shot blocks and it like fucked my stomach up for like an hour and a half and i almost thought i wasn't gonna be able to start and then, like, I recovered right before. Um, I'm assuming that's what did it. I don't know what did it, but I think it was the shop blocks. So it was almost waste of a hotel room because you said you didn't want to come up here and sleep in your car and do that. So what, what <laughs> hotel did you grace yourself with this time? No, I stayed in the car. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the, car, the car thing is just, if, like, if it's raining outside, I have to, like, go to a coffee shop or I have to go interact with human beings instead of just staying in the car and just, like, staring at the wall. Yeah, which is what I used to do all the time. Bad idea.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you, so no heart rate monitor either. No. Oh yeah. What else did I take? So yeah, no heart rate monitor. I had um, because you don't like the way it feels. You don't want the accurate kind data. Of feel like it, it compre- I feel like it like kind of compresses my breathing. Like I can't really breathe with it on. You know. It would be interesting to have the data. That'd be interesting, but it's not worth it. And well, uh, and then the other thing was, normally my watch can hold music and stream it to my earbuds. And then right before I started, the, somehow the watch was messed up. So instead I took my phone. I was like, oh, is it worth the wait? I had a Houdini. So I, I got rid of the Houdini and I instead took my phone, figuring I could just call you and you would be there in five, 10 minutes. Five, 10. Yeah, absolutely. Anywhere I am. So um, I instead took the phone and the earbuds, which is a great move because, like, I get access SoundCloud instead of just same dreary Spotify playlists I mm. usually play. So, so what was it? What was the uh, pickup song? What was, um, what, was your, what was your out of the gate song? Uh, I always so like for some reason I probably like half of my speed speed workouts in the last year and a half have been to the same like Fred again. Fred again, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Um, set uh, from uh, Boiler Room. Um, and, uh, so listen to that out of the gate and then SoundCloud just started auto playing some other, some other DJ sets. And they were like, I'd never heard them before. Usually it's like garbage when just like auto play something, but it was like amazing. It was very, very good. So I was like, yeah, I think that that was part of the reason. Oh, actually I listened to the Fred again site twice in a row, which is a little excessive. And then something else auto played that was better. So, <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what's your call to action here? My call to action, well, okay, so the the first thing is, well, not the first thing, really the only thing is, um, I do I do wish some of the people who did, so like, I mean, who particularly comes to mind? I think like Jackson Cole, he's like, uh, he's from New Zealand, but he like, uh, I ran with him uh, a couple months ago. He lives in the US and he like, sky runs over in Europe. I think he's like a really good candidate to come and race some stuff in the whites. Noah Williams is like, I believe originally from Vermont. He lives in Colorado now. He's a really good candidate to come race with in the whites. Um, I mean, then it's also just like, you know, a ton of people who are fast and like, don't do that style of racing, uh, that, uh, that I think would go. And, and really, I mean, it's, it's like such the Prezi is like, so that was like the most fun, uh, I've had racing in a while. And it's like such a fun line. It's so fun to race. And, um, very aesthetic. So yeah, that would be, that would be nice if some people from outside of who don't currently live in the Northeast came and came and race here, because I think both the routes are quite strong. And I mean, I think, I think the effort that I put together today is quite strong. I think you get somebody who's like an uphill specialist, um, and they're not, they're not going to do very well because it is, it is just so dependent on your ability, not just to like run steep downhill quickly, but just like, even just running like low angle, like Talus and Rocky trail, like very fast and, um, I think that's going to be quite quick. Like being fast at the uphills, like only is going to get you so far. And like, I think relative to what I did, like how much faster could someone go? Like if someone went 10% faster on all the uphills hypothetically, and then, but they were like more than 10% slower on the downhills, which I think is uh, probably going to be the case. If someone can go that fast on the ups, then it's going to be um, quite problematic. I don't know. Like I'd, I'd be, you know, Killian, Killian lives in Norway. He runs on this type of terrain a lot. And, um, I DM'd him and he was like, oh yeah, someday I'd love to try the Prezi. Um, you know, he, he does try to reduce his carbon footprint. So I think he would probably have to bundle it with doing some other stuff in the States, I imagine. I don't know. We're like not that far from Norway. So I think that'd be that'd be amazing. And Monty's already offered up his uh, offered oh, yeah. up his pad. Yeah. So it's yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be amazing. You know, uh, yeah. So 
I agree. I, I, we're at the point where we're chipping away. It's crazy to look at like Ben Nephew's time. 2013 was 435. Oh, really? On yeah. the route. And now we're well, well, well below that. <laughs> but only a few, but like only you and Jordan, as I was saying, the only two people to really like give solid cracks at it that <clears throat> have gotten under four, four hours so far. And I, it's not that the talent's not there. It's just a lot of things need to align to have these days. I mean, you kind of cherry picked a nice day. Uh, you put in a lot of like your training block. You've been back on the East Coast for several weeks now. And a lot of people just come up and they have their day. Like we were just downstairs talking to Jake Aceto and he wants to do the PEMI. He's like, I got to do it Saturday, this day, next week. And you're like, really? Saturday? Saturday's awful. Like, don't Pemi. do that. Yeah. Don't Passing do that. Be... Find another day and like make it. Give yourself a shot. Yeah, make it worth your while. I think. Oh, well, I think Jake is a great example of somebody who would do quite well on the Prezi. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's just it is wacko when you kind of like look at the times. Not wacko, but you know, Jordan and I are Jordan. You know, three forty two um, are the only ones under four hours. I know Joshua Reed. I think he he did a four oh eight split during his picnic. He talked about coming and doing it this fall and going sub four, which would be which would be cool to have some more times, kind of like under four. Um, and I honestly was kind of worried about the erosion a little bit, but um, I think you know you can kind of graph like twenty twenty one to now and see like okay, I was able to go faster, so like even if the trails were slightly slower, I was still able to go faster. And like I think the only place erosion is really going to be a problem is is really going up Valley Way because like by the time you run down the Crawford Path, you're running down rock almost the entire time anyways it's done yeah they did trail work on crawford path but like you never really know it and they're always doing work somewhere along the at and but, I mean, but it sounds like jackie consider this like a specialist thing like it's not you you can't you can have all the straight up road speed that you want mm. and the endurance but if you can't like dance over those rocks at both up and down you're not gonna make it quick yeah 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 no for sure for sure yeah um, and I mean, I'd be curious, like I was splitting pretty much all the uphills. I was splitting like somewhere between 4,000 and 4,500 feet per hour. Um, I, I just, I just, I wonder, you know, how fast, how much faster someone would be able to do those uphills. Um, and like, you know, yeah, you could do the uphills faster, but yeah, it's just like, if you don't, you can lose so much time on the downhills and like the downhills are like, I think they're, they're quite, they're quite fast. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, um, we, we just got back from Europe and it was like, I've never run over there before. And I mm-hmm. was like, it's just like jogging on the trails. And it was like so lovely. It's like, wow, you can really like, when they people say, oh, it's runnable, it's runnable. I'm like, oh yeah, it's runnable. But then you guys go out and you're like, it looks like a minefield to me. And you're like, oh, it's, it's totally runnable. And I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> part of this is runnable and, yeah. and maintain all your teeth. So yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, no, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very curious. I mean, we haven't really seen that yet. Like everybody who's come out and raced this thing has like some sort of Northeast pedigree or technical racing history. Nobody's come out here that is just like kind of a, not a, not even a specialist, but someone who skews more that direction and just like destroys all the uphills and then just gets cooked on the downhills and the flat technical sections too. Um, yeah, no, it just hasn't happened yet. I'd be super curious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, We've got, what is it? Today's September 15th. What's left for the rest of your fall? Um, I don't know. You know, I'm debating like, you know, Scott Johnston, who like I kind of like consult with, um, 
you know, he's always very concerned about me overcooking myself. Um, and I've kind of gotten to the point where I almost feel like I would be fine holding volume and training up to the winter. Um, but I don't know, like this morning, like I, I, this morning was like one of the first times, like I got up and I was like, I didn't want to race. I was like, I mean, I, I, I was able to kind of motivate myself. And like, once I, once I got within like 30 minutes of starting, I was like motivated, but like I got up and I was like, I was almost thinking like, why am I putting myself through this? Like, I do not have to be doing this right now. Like, I mean, I love, I do like enjoy, you know, I do enjoy racing. Obviously I love being out in the mountains, but like, just like, you know, I'm getting up, set my alarm for five fifteen. You know, I drove up here from Connecticut yesterday. Uh, it took me, you know, five and a half hours and it's like, you know, I've already, already, you know, I already have this record, you know, that's not like my entire motivation or something, but I already have this record. And like, I felt like my effort before, it's not like my effort before was like totally dog shit. Like I thought it was like pretty decent except for like some, you know, a couple of caveats. And, uh, like, yeah, this morning I woke up and I was like, why the hell am I doing this right now? Um, and it kind of took a second to like get into it. I think like the grand waiting for the grand for two weeks, like really burned me out. Like, I think that destroyed me. And then Denali was so stressful. Rainier was super stressful. Um, so yeah, just a bunch of very, very stressful efforts this year. So yeah, I can kind of, I, I, I think also like just projecting out to the future. Like if I want to have a good year next year, I need to like take some time off. I need to take like, you know, two weeks of no running or something of no training. And then like some time where I'm like not in the mountains, you know? Do you think that's going to happen? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so then what does next year look like? What are you, what are you formulating? Well, you know, um, so, so like, uh, yes, I, I still think, you know, Jim kind of like, you know, threw me off with this little interview he did with Finn. Um, but like my plan, my plan of uh, a week ago was like 100%, like focusing on UTMB and making everything else secondary. Um, and then Jim, you know, kind of went on Finn's podcast and was like, you know, elite is elite. UTMB is kind of bad for the elites and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, we should find a different race and like. Uh, certainly like, you know, that obviously tugged at my heartstrings. Um, even though like it, it is, it is annoying because like, I just want to know like what the hell I'm doing. And like, if, if Jim has some alternative or if there's some alternative that exists that people are actually thinking about, like, I'd love to know what that is just so I can like plan it into my calendar. And I, I don't want to do Western States cause it's like so runnable and I would just get, you know, destroyed. Um, so yes. So I think the, the plan is still though, is, is, uh, UTMB Endora hundred K in on June 15th to qualify, uh, for UTMB. And, and then as far as, uh, ski season, like I'd probably just go, I'd probably go over to Europe in like, um, you know, depending on what I do for ski season, like February, and then just stay over there, uh, all the way through UTMB. Um, so I would probably, you know, I was talking with Griffin Briley, who, uh, I don't know if he's 17, 18 year old, uh, skier who like won like the youth schema world championships, uh, this last year. And he lives in park city, uh, about doing, uh, Pyramenta together. Uh, so that's one option. Um, there's like, I mean, I really, someday I really want to try like the Mount Blanc FKT on skis. Uh, that's like traditionally done in early May. Um, but that might, I think that's going to be too much stressful. The other idea is like the Hout Route FKT, which is like a hundred K on skis, like in early April. But like, again, that's traditionally done in pairs. You know, it is, it is glaciated like after Rainier, like I felt like Rainier, I kind of hung it out there a little bit and rolled the dice. Um, and I, I don't know if I want to, I want to do that again. So, um, meaning going by yourself, going by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have to go out and scout it. And like the FKTs, I'm starting to realize, who knows, like once I race, I'll be able to have a better idea. I'm realizing the FKTs, like at least for me are so damn stressful. 
you know, just like you're watching the conditions and like you're just trying to get it right and like you don't know when you're racing and you're trying to like tape time this like taper and like training and everything. Like it would be so nice just to have a calendar that's just like maybe do Power of Four in Colorado and then go and do uh, Pyramenta and then uh, UTMB Andorra. I, I, I do kind of wish I could. Oh, I almost was thinking about maybe doing Madeira, uh, which is like in mid-April, um, but I don't I, and then just so I guess my ski season would just be training on skis and then go and, and just do Madeira. I would have to start running, though, in like, you know, February, which I don't, that sounds awful, you know, running on all the roads in Mammoth probably, you know, in February. So, like, I'd have a three-month ski season. But what, what we're hearing is you're the bib. You're the bib. For Jack. You're the bib. And you were just displaying some new technology to me. Um, we were trying to develop bib technology where you can wear it completely naked, and Drummond has it developed prototypes it's prototypes someone's got to wear test it first so yeah we're gonna do a photo shoot uh out in the yard um but uh yeah you're the bib that's exciting wow i think that's what people the people want yeah i mean it's just like with the fkts it's like whether i get it or not it's just become kind of predictable you know like even if even on the grand like where i didn't get it like it's just kind of like oh you know you you know you go through like some horrific wait for like a weather window you like get your splits together you're like racing some historic time um and it's just like you know i i do love fkts and i intend to do them in the future i just think uh i mean number one i'm 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 not running out of ones that i think are in my wheelhouse that i'm uh, that are, uh, interesting to me, but I mean, I'm kind of approaching that. And then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, and then also you have, it does, I hate to race for this reason to like prove myself, but it does like rustle my jimmies a little bit. Like, you know, both like people like Dan Kurtz, I mean, who is an idiot, but, um, you know, when he's like kind of giving me sass about like, you know, Killian, like fucking, you know, clapping my cheeks if I ever raced against him. And so it's like, okay, like I really got to go like, you know, race all these people. Cause um, I'm getting too much attitude at this it, point. Cause so. it's on the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, honestly sounds amazing. It sounds so much better than, you know, having to time like the wind speed on the Prezi Ridge line. Um, cause everybody's dealing with the same thing. Everyone's dealing with the same thing. Well, yeah, if yeah. they're not going to come to you, you got to go to them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the funny thing is with UTMB is like, I go for like trying to prioritize the best conditions. Whereas like UTMB, like, I mean, I, I'm obviously if it was hot, it would be awful, but I pray it's like snowing and like windy and like the most horrific conditions possible because I think I'd, I'd do better in that. So that's the direction things are going. We shall see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. We good. Anything else? Any other plugs? Um, well, I mean, I just, you know, like to acknowledge that I did get a summit of Washington in today. And Andrew, I mean, God knows the last time he summoned it was. Uh, I think everyone knows August 29th. Oh, yeah. August 29th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, we were there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've been hearing some conspiracy theories about the other 98 summits that I wasn't present for, you know. The birds? Are you going, are you going down <laughs> that path? Robot birds? Yeah, the robot birds. It's a possibility. All right. Well, I think you've entertained everyone enough for the day appreciate it jack we will be following following you ensuring that you get your two weeks off hell yeah thank you you deserved it uh, it was a good year and we didn't even talk about all the other stuff the shasta rainier denali yeah yeah yeah. we were talking about having jack in the shop for a little uh show and tell yeah denali a little light luncheon yeah so if people want that let me know all right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for chatting, Monty. Thanks for stepping in. Cheers. Until next guys. time.
Damn.